ding dong. No, I tried. See how I tried to take control? <laughs> nope. And you can't do it. So on my way here today, Corey, uh-huh. on my way here, there was a lot of traffic out there uh, trying to redirect. Of the World Games. I think that's probably part of it. Yeah. But what I saw were a lot of sexy cars. Sexy cars? Yeah. A lot of sexy cars. Like, there was a survey once in Birmingham, uh-huh. and it was on my radar because you could vote for things like best best entertainment spot. So I just I just put sidewalk down for everything, and it sure. was literally like, what is the sexiest car? And I put down sidewalk cinema. <laughs> and so when I was reading through the review, sidewalk cinema did not get voted sexiest car. Damn it! But you almost unanimously, what got voted in Birmingham, Alabama, as sexiest car by like eighty something percent. Was, do you want to guess? I don't, but I'm afraid of the answer. A Jeep. Yeah, that tracks. A Jeep, both for men and women, because this was a very heteronormative survey. A Jeep. A Jeep. So anyway, there were a lot of sexy cars on the road today on my way here. I noticed uh, probably 20 sexy 20, cars. 20 sexy, sexy-ass Jeeps. Jeeps? Yeah. Mm. What, did they have a, a bow in their hair? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They had those little like deer stickers on them. Anyway, I just thought you'd want to know that, that there's a lot of sexy cars out there today, so be careful. I I will. I will. Um, Anyway, what's up, Ding Dongs? This is the Side Uh, Talks That redirect didn't work. Let me also say, let's just start from the top here and say, Revelator Coffee, thank you for sponsoring us. We haven't done that at the front in a long time. It's been a little while. I do love Revelator Coffee. Got some this morning. It was delicious. And uh, you should get them, too, whether you're in, in downtown Birmingham enjoying the World Games or the upcoming Sidewalk Film Festival, or you're just there because you live there. Yeah, let's talk about movies. All right. So now it's time for a segment of the podcast called Phone a Friend, where we do just that. Phone a friend. Hey, Bros. Hi. So it is Rachel and Corey. Hey. Yeah calling oh, oh listen to that little baby in the background oh my gosh the chawini's going crazy listen young lady i'm on a call you gotta be quiet you gotta be quiet okay i've got so, the chawini in my arms so okay. hopefully she will be quiet now we'll see but we are calling to you know find out what you've been watching yeah well um okay as you know i was in birmingham this past weekend and a local celebrity filmmaker bradford thomason had uh, a selection for us that we, uh, that we watched. And, okay, I'd never seen it. It was very, very bro-bro-y. Um, double bro-y, in fact. Oh, no. Because it's double impact. Is that that's the Jean-Claude Van Damme movie? Oh, Van Damme. Yes. He's twins. Yep. Oh, wow. Twins. Oh, how was um, this? How was it? Okay, like, I mean, if you like super hot bods and martial arts, this movie is for you. All right, check um, and check. Who, who doesn't? <laughs> and um, also super duper, um, like, vaporwave lighting and um, lots of really cool vintage Hong Kong streets. Like, it's got a lot. It's yeah. got a lot of beautiful visuals. Um, yeah. It's... Um, you know, and honestly, for the time, because it's 1991, I mean, I think they do a really good job with the doubling up. Like, there's definitely some scenes where you can kind of see the the fog of the film being spliced together where, you know, Jean-Claude v. Jean-Claude were speaking together. But overall, pretty good effects. And seriously, like, the lighting is amazing. Um, they, they, it's, all, it's, it's very well lit. There's a whole fight scene in a um, factory at a dock, and it's just, like, a gorgeous, you know, everything. You know, our factories really like that on docks. Like, do they have all this beautiful, like, pink and blue and yellow light? In the 80s, they were. In the 80s, they absolutely were. That's the best. 
and really they're you know they're very um they're very similar looking. Obviously, they're twins. But, okay, well, so I'll start at the beginning. So they, they were bebés, and they were separated um, when their parents were attacked. Their parents lived in Hong Kong, and oh. dad, like, was a developer, and they were attacked by these, you know, bad guys who were working for another guy. And, you know, you know the drill. Of and, course, um, as, as does happen. As does happen. And so while during the attack, the uh, nanny grabs one of the baby twins, and takes them to an orphanage. And oh, Sophie's Choice. This is the second friends, time I've referenced that today. Yeah, it wasn't very much. She, had, she could only grab one, and she fled into the woods and then wound up eventually dropping this baby off at the orphanage. And then Frank, the security guard, took the other one. And oh. then, okay, so this is what's interesting. So then it sort of cuts to modern day, well, modern day 1991, and we meet Chad, which is one of the Van Dams, and he is... A um a gym person. What's a person that is a gym? Oh, a trainer. Yeah, he's a trainer. Okay, and I was gonna say gym rat, but he's the leader of the gym rat. And he's wait, the his name is, yeah. is Chad. And Chad. And so we meet Chad in LA. <laughs> That's my trainer's name. I'm just and kidding. I don't yeah, have a and trainer. he's so hot, and he was wearing like this tiny. You know that thing where in the '90s a guy would wear like leggings and a spaghetti strap tank top, but it really worked and it was super hot. Like that. What I remember part of what you just said. I no, <laughs> I don't. I I can't even conceive of that to be honest. Um. Well, I'm just saying he really pulls off the spaghetti strap tank top. <laughs> and um. So yeah. Well, the very first scene. So they cut. Then when they go to the gym, they like cut to gym, and it is the seriously like there's a close up of this woman. She's laying on her back, working out, kind of an arched back, doing some leg work. And he's helping her, training her, and, like, his hands under her back, and he's spotting her or whatever. And it is the longest crotch you will have ever seen in your life. Like, it is, <laughs> it's wearing this, like, leotard thing with, I mean, the leg holes go up as far as I've ever seen any go. And there's this lo- little, like, moment where it freezes, like, the camera on the crotch <laughs> scene before she closes her legs back. I mean, it is so rated R. It's like, what? And so... Yeah, so there's a lot of that kind of stuff for you if you're into that. And um, then they pan out, and then there's a whole bunch of other ladies gathered around to watch him exercise with her. And the whole room is beautifully lit, and um, there's a glass block everywhere. And it's just, like, very L.A., 1991, you know, the, you know the vibe. And, um, and so, okay, so that's Chad. And so then um, we, we learn, well, he learns, we all learn that Frank, who has posed as Chad's uncle um, kind of tells him the truth because he's used a PI to find out that his twin brother was still alive. Yeah. So he found the twin brother and he's kind of telling him, hey, by the way, you've got a twin and uh, he's still in, in Hong Kong and this and that. And um, they, and he knows where he is and they're like, let's go, let's go to Hong Kong and like find him and let's reclaim your, because they, you know, their parents were like developed or something. You know, he's like, let's reclaim what's rightfully yours, this and that. So he explains that he raised Chad in France. So that helps explain, like, why he has that accent. Because he's, you know, born in Hong Kong, raised in L.A., or raised in France, but then lives in L.A. But then we go to Hong Kong and we meet Alex. He's at this, like, Mahjong club. Oh, as one is. Also has a French accent. And it's never explained. Like... (laughs) <laughs> why you know what I mean like they went out of their way to 
make it to the audience like oh here's why he sounds like this you know even though he was raised by uncle frank and and you know not in hong kong or not in la but then why was the other guy who was raised in that orphanage in hong kong like why does he speak they never address it so i love when they address the one french accent when i was like wow they're being so thorough with this storyline no plot holes here and then immediately they never address why the other one sounds <laughs> french you know what i mean so oh boy you know it's I feel like maybe they were like, if we can explain one, they won't notice the other. Like, we, if we exactly. just half-ass it. I think that was it. They're like, oh, that's a great idea. We'll say he was raised in France. But then they're like, maybe they won't think about how the twin uh, has the exact same accent. But, um, but yeah, so, I mean, like, one other note on the whole Chad versus Alex thing. So, Alex is, Chad has fluffy hair, and Alex has slick back hair. <laughs> <laughs> and... <laughs> And Chad wears, like, polos and little short shorts and pastels, and he's very L.A. And then Alex wears, you know, dark clothes and leather, and he's much more rough and tumble, and he hangs out in the, you know, mahjong clubs and all of that. Um, But, okay, so the first time we kind of meet them, uh, the girlfriend of Alex was there, and she meets Chad, and she thinks Chad is Alex. Because they haven't, they haven't both shown up at the you know, oh, same room. Oh, despite the hair, she just thought it was Alex with a bit of a fluff. Exactly. She's like, oh, he's just got a new look. I like it. And she commented on his new outfit. And so then she goes over and they're, you know, kind of hugging, hugging and stuff. And then she puts her hand in his pants and notices his silk underwear. Oh. And was very interested in that. And then, guess what? Alex comes in, and then it's a whole thing. I thought you were going to say notice something different. Um, but anyway, <laughs> we'll just keep moving. Um, but yeah, so then Alex comes in, and he's so mad. Um, and she's like, what? I didn't know he looks just like you. I just thought you got a new outfit, you know? Uh, he's like, I would never wear silk underwear. So that's a whole fun scene. <laughs> And um, and there's a couple other switcheroos like that where at one point the Chinese mafia they're there and they're trying to get him and they did it they they mixed it up too and they accidentally got you know Chad and they thought they were getting Alex and there's just lots of that lots of fighting lots of Chinese mafia oh the mafia crew there's a bunch of really good like characters like Junior like not the main guys but what are they called the little henchmen um, there's the Scarface guy who has multiple Scarface scars on his face. There's the giant Italian bro with long, long, greasy, curly hair. And then there's the guy with really thick eyebrows and a mullet. And his is the best gimmick. He has spurs on his boots, <laughs> and the spurs have little blades. And when he kicks people, he, like, slices their necks with his, um, with his spurs while he's kicking them. Yeah. And it's really cool. And then That's a little the bit of near-dark action, actually. There's a giant uh, Amazonian lady. She's apparently like an actual Olympic bodybuilder, and she's amazing. And she's also one of these henchmen, and she does a lot of crazy stuff with her, you know, giant muscular legs. And so, anyway, the henchmen are great. And um, oh, and another fun note I noted is when they're in the so they wind up going back at some point to the mahjong place. And you see this really big aquarium, like, and they shoot kind of through the, because it's like a double, the aquarium's like in a wall, so you can see through it. And they shoot through it at one point, and um, immediately we're all like, oh, something's going to happen to this aquarium. And Tony said he had a good name for it. He called it Chekhov's Aquarium. (laughs) Um, And sure enough, within moments, guess what? That aquarium gets bursted through by some martial arts or something. And then there's like fish everywhere. And, you know, you know how it is when you see an aquarium. Um, in a martial arts movie. 
Um, but, uh, yeah. Oh, and then there's this one scene. So back to the really good lighting. So, um, you know, there was the whole mix-up where the, the girlfriend thought Chad was Alex and she felt right. like boxers. Which, can I well, just pause you for one second, Lisa? I just have one question about that. So she clearly mistakes her BF for the twin. But when yeah. she goes up and begins to put her hand down his pants, he doesn't acknowledge, like, oh, no, I'm not who you think I am? Oh, no, I guess Maybe that's doesn't. a stupid I question. I think it might be, Rachel. I think when you're Jean-Claude Van Damme or you look like Jean-Claude Van Damme, that's just a thing that happens. You don't question or if it. Or if you wear silky panties, maybe it's just <laughs> the way you move through the world. You're like, oh, this lady's coming up my crotch. Good. Yeah, like, oh, she's yeah, she's gonna glide right over it in silk. So he was just he was just embracing the mis the the sort of misidentification. Yes. Yeah, and you know maybe he didn't realize that this was the 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 brother's girlfriend. Maybe he just thought this is a very interested lady, and he was just going with oh, it. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. I'm putting it together now. So he's just so sexy, hot, fine that he's yeah. used to ladies just coming up and sizing him. It's <laughs> just a thing that happens when you look like that. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Hot. Okay. I'm I'm on, I'm on the same page now. I'm sorry. I did not mean to interrupt you. It was just that one oh, really no, stuck no. with me. Um. Well, it, it's in that same vein. What's funny is that um the the guy the Alex he gets very jealous of Chad immediately. And um, he spends a big majority of this movie kind of obsessing over the possibility that his twin bro might sleep with his girlfriend. And at one point, he goes into this really drunken rage spiral, and they show him, like, spiraling out, drinking all this liquor straight from the bottle and just, you know, going nuts. And then he has this, like, I guess, you know, drunken stupor vision of his twin brother with his lady. But what it is, it's essentially just him fantasizing about himself with a different haircut. You know, like right. it's not, right. it's like, it's also him, you know? Like, so, um, oh yeah, that that's a weird, that's is, a weird phenomenon, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah. It's like, what you, I mean, yeah, it's your bro, but also, yeah. So, um, that scene is amazing because in the fantasy, it's another thing where it's kind of like the factories, like why, how, why, where do they get all these amazing Phillips Hue bulbs in, you know, 1991 to line their factories with? Well, same thing in this little bone-in scene, this fantasy bone-in scene. Like, there's light coming from everywhere, and it's so beautiful, and it's super rated R, and it's, like, real sexy, and you're like, whoa. And there's Jean-Claude, and there's the, um, what is her name? Let me pull up her name so I give her due respect. Um, she is, um, I don't, re- I didn't recognize her. Her name is, do I recognize, Alana Shaw. Do we know her? I mean, if Corey doesn't know her... I don't, but I, I, the whole time you've been talking, I just want to point this out. I've been looking up photos and videos from Double Impact, including the long crotch that you talked about. Did and, you see um, it? Isn't it the oh, longest thing in the world? I thought, I've seen some pretty long crotches in my day, and then I saw that <laughs> video, and it really did kind of reshape the way I think about length and crotches. Um, but right? I, I have Alana Shaw pulled up here. I don't know anything about her... And um, the Google search does not seem to indicate that she had too many credits other than this movie. Um, at oh, least none of no. I see that woman in the year 2000 on the Drew Carey show. Ah, yes. <laughs> oh, that's where I remember her from. <laughs> um, wow. But, you know, she got to, she got to bone uh, Jean-Claude, one of his characters in a movie once. So that's pretty good, right? Yeah. Yeah, she's probably still getting paid. I'll say that. Those uh, double impact residuals. Yeah, at least 50 cents a month. 
Um, Man, when well, I googled it earlier, it like shows you where it's playing on television. So apparently, literally today, it was playing on. I think it was called Flicks or something. It's that like sounds on right. a channel on television right now. Like if oh, if as you were as we're podcasting. Mm. So go find that long crop shot, you guys. Man, I well, sent it to is, everybody on Slack. This is a um, <laughs> this is a good one. This this sounds like a thumbs up from you. Um. Yeah, I would say um, that. As a not a super duper fan of the martial arts action, I feel like there was like a lot of it. I mean, you know what I mean. I'm not a, not a fan, but you know what I mean. Like yeah, I only need right. uh, 20 minutes of kicking and fighting personally per movie, <laughs> and this one may have exceeded that. So I feel like if you're into that, this one's for you. If you, I still enjoyed it, and it was really fun to look at, and I did love the whole. You know, I love a good twin switcheroo mix up type of thing. So I did enjoy it. But um, I'm yeah, I think if you were into um that martial arts world, you would like super enjoy it. You know. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go watch this one. This is a this is a yeah, good review for me. Yeah, it's got it's got really great scenes of Hong Kong, and you know it's 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 good. It's, There's it's more to it than just long crotches. Exactly, but those are prevalent. <laughs> this has VHS movie written all over. Oh, it for, for sure. You. I clearly remember this cover too. Yeah. So well, thanks, Lisa. Oh, yeah, yeah. When they're back to back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do have one little thing to tell you, and I think you're going to be jaw dropped at this oh no what is it well you know everyone lisa just mentioned that she was in town this weekend so she did accompany me to go see elvis in the theater uh i did and And you loved it right it was eventful i want you to know that Corey and i argued about elvis and you'll never believe what sam did did he side with Corey? yes because it's good lisa it's a good movie (laughs) do you hear this do you hear this i hear it (laughs) <laughs> um, I I see why folks like it. It's glitzy. It's got a lot of. Um, it's got stuff. style for days. It's got stuff. It's got stuff. That's for sure. It's, it's got stuff. All right. Rachel well, didn't take it too well. I think that it's I, I completely ludicrous that anybody would <laughs> side in in Boz Lerman's favor for this fucking disaster. <laughs> I mean, I know he took um, many liberties with, with many things. Um, we'll say that, but I, I think as a as just a ride, like you get on a ride at the theme park. I think it was, you know, it's one of those like I may not ride it again, but I, I was on the ride while I was on the ride, and I, my head didn't get cut off. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, you know what? Mine up. did. Mine absolutely <laughs> did. It's like still rolling around the AMC floor. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I mean, those mozzarella sticks helped. But other than that, you know. And then Sam brought down the stroke that cut off Rachel's oh, head once boy. again. Here we go. Anyway, I just thought you would be shocked that I lost this argument because I did I did mention that once Sam has seen the film that I think he's going to do a retraction. I really do. But we have okay. to wait on that right now. We'll yeah. Okay. I'll be curious to see where that lands to. Mm-hmm. And you know how I <laughs> d- really dislike – there's a lot of rap music over – Oh yeah, no, I died. That I never. Is, that's a whole boss thing, and I've never liked that. Where it's like, look, it's the 1950s Beale Street, and we got rap music playing. It's like, no, 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 you don't. Like that, definitely. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That's very boss. Too boss. Too bossastic. Oh boy. Okay. Well, let me before you encourage Corey any further. Let me jump off this call. But I'll talk to you <laughs> soon, Bross. I'll talk to you soon. Okie dokie. Bye. Right, bye. Bye. And now, fast film terms. What? <laughs> I'm, I'm trying something new. I'm, um, try, 
I'm trying something new. Or I just want to make that like, ha, 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 like that ZZ Top noise. That's the sound of a fast film term. Ha, this, ha, ha, the ha, sound ha. that you just made was the sound that my cat makes when I step on his tail when he's standing under my feet hoping that I drop some food. Uh, anyway, that was a fast film term. Let's get right to it because this first term is not that fast. Okay. I'm trying my best to be as reductive as I can, but this one by nature is a tough one. All right. Let's hear it. But, you know, we're going to a list, so we're going to hit it at some point. So this is production slash finance slash distribution agreement. <laughs> and I'm not even joking. That is that is literally the, the term spelled out. Production well, slash finance slash distribution Agreement commonly referred to, uh, no surprise, it needs to be shortened, as a PFD agreement. That is really close to PDF, so that gets real confusing. Yeah. So, but Do you know what a PFD uh, agreement is? I would have to imagine it's a document that is, is signed by the uh, owners of a film when they yeah, kinda. sell it to a distributor? Kind of. So it is a distribution company it's one a sorry a distribution company such as a studio or a streaming service. It's when they hire a production company to produce a film. Got it. And the distribution company then agrees uh, to directly finance the production of the film and to distribute it as well. And the distribution company then has a great deal of control over the production. Really, they can choose to or choose not to. Obviously, some studios, for example, or streaming services uh, are more hands on than others, as you're probably aware. But regardless, they can, if they would like to, kind of make all the all the calls yeah. and certainly have a lot of control over money, which is what allows a film to be made. So they have that control. And the di- distribution company, by the way, is then the complete and absolute owner of the film from here into eternity worldwide and so on and so forth, generally speaking. Yeah. And that is a PFD agreement. All right. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So here's another one. It's a little shorter. Okay. But uh, this is a really gross term. And it's one that I have never used. I've never heard you use. I've never heard anybody use it sidewalk, but it is a theatrical term. Okay. House nut. (laughs) 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 Um, We just turned into Beavis and Butthead. We did. It is the exhibitor's calculation of what it takes to lease their theater to, uh, and and also considering that they're going to need to staff and run it, right? Uh Uh-huh. And it can and usually does, and that figure includes some kind of hidden profit in there. Okay. So yeah. yeah. We want we, we want to make it worth their while. We just like to call it the rental fee. The rental fee, the house. We should start calling it the house, house nut. nut. What's that house nut? Yeah, here's the house nut. Next time Danielle's in here because she manages our private rentals, we'll ask her how she feels about that term. How do you feel about the term house nut? And you have to say it exactly like that. I'm going to say it just like she this. She should definitely speak to HR directly after. Th- Not that we have HR? An HR, department. <laughs> HR is what? Fucking Sam? <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, those were our fast film terms. Not so fast today. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Side Talks Podcast. We're your own personal cinematic rock and row. I think we might have done this before. Rock and row. But I'm doing it again because it's such a good one. Uh, Maybe I haven't because you think you would know this. Mm -mm. Rock and row. No. A.K.A. Dumb Babies. Dumb Babies? This is Mariah Carey and Nick Cannon's children, and I'm not even joking. Oh, you probably have done this one before. I know, right? Rock Uh, and row, A.K.A. Dumb Babies. And they've got their own Instagram. You should follow it. Yeah. That information is one is going to go in one ear and out the other. I just have so to tell you. So that's probably probably has been said before, but I swear these two don't age. 
I think Mariah Carey. They've been infant children yeah. for a long time. Yeah, and I maybe I've told this story too before because I'm getting old and senile. But I, I did watch at one point in my life a Mariah Carey documentary. Have I mentioned this before? I don't think you've mentioned it, but that is one of the least yeah. surprising things you've said, considering yeah. you have told the story about going to a McDonald's at midnight to get a T-shirt. Uh, I definitely have done that. Well, this documentary, and I'm putting documentary in quotes, you know, involves a little live footage, as, as one does, and, and some behind-the-scenes footage and this kind of thing. And there is a scene where she's, I think, in Japan, and Mariah's just really hankering for to, to love on some animals, because she is an animal lover. You've told this. Good. Yeah, but can you finish it up? Finish it Uh, up. But yeah, they just bring her a basket full of puppies to play with. Yeah, and then they take the puppies and uh, maybe just put them down a garbage disposal or something. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Anyway, I've told it before, so I'll shut up. And if I've told it before, that probably means that I've talked about rock and row before, and I totally screwed this outro up. So no, it's it's an oldie but a goodie. How about that? I Um, want my money back. Yeah, your money for this podcast. Yeah, yeah. It's it's worth what you paid for it. We'll email you a coupon. (laughs) Um, but you can't have my Mariah menu t-shirt. No, of course not. So anyway, thanks to Batwell Studios. Thanks to you for listening to Maybe Repetitive. Thanks to, I don't know, what else do we do here? Revelator Coffee. Revelator Coffee. Once again, thank you for sponsoring this podcast. And visit us online, SidewalkFest.com, or on social media at Sidewalk Film. As we said last episode, we are releasing titles slowly but surely for the upcoming 24th Annual Sidewalk Film Festival lineup. Some exciting titles announced already. Some very exciting titles still to be announced. You're going to want to get your passes to see uh, as many of these movies as you can and take part in the parties and special events and other exciting things we've got going on downtown Birmingham's Theater District, August 22nd through 28th. So get those passes at SidewalkFest.com. Bye. Bye, dorks. Batwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words, our expertise.